This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's welcome aboard right now Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports NFL analyst, reporter, does a great job, friend of the program. Hey, Ryan, Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogish, Taz is off here on this Thursday morning, so no Benny Snell conversation, but how you doing, buddy? After Benny Snell's big game, too. I know, that's exactly right. I know he played. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Ryan, a lot to get into. You know, Andrew and I kicked off this hour, um, you know, after the, the commissioner's address yesterday. Um, number one, let's start here. How, how big of an issue do you think it is uh, for the NFL? He's kind of downplaying it, but the officiating, the amount of flags, the lack of consistency we're seeing here through the first six weeks. It seems to be a huge issue. It's a huge issue for fans, uh, for media, for coaches, for players. But here's what, I, what I've been saying. I don't think the NFL cares. And the reason I don't think they care, in part, it was because of what we heard from Roger Goodell yesterday. But the only time I've seen them really nervous and really try to uh, respond to, to sort of some, some public outcry was when we had the issue with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and some people were sending tweets. And that seemed to get the owner's attention. That seemed to get Roger Goodell's attention. Memos were out. Plans were made about staying in the locker room. We have seen none of that. There's no urgency to fixing this. Uh, Goodell said that Al River on the head of officials is doing a good job, and everyone knows that, including now that that's not true. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's where we are. I don't think they care. I think people are watching, and yes, they're angry, but guess what? They're still watching. So we were discussing that too, Ron. Like, so you know, both Moose and I thought that maybe you know Goodell says one thing, but then goes back to headquarters and they have real conversations about fixing things, but you you think that they don't care, and what he said out loud yesterday is basically company policy right now. I think they want to get it right, but there's no urgency as, as there was with the with the um, American, the uh, national anthem issue a few years ago. I, I think, you know, I mean, obviously you don't want guys uh, uh, affecting the outcome of games, and that's exactly what happened in, in that Packers-Lions game. There's no two ways about it. I know people are like, well, the Lions didn't play well in the second half. Well, sure, that's fine. They still should have won, and it shouldn't have been because of the officials making terrible calls. I think they want to fix it. I just don't think there's that urgency there that we've seen with other sort of bigger issues for them. You know, Ryan, how about the the 17-game schedule here? Um, You know, he touched upon that as well. Uh, You know, there have been reports about, you know, eliminating a preseason game expansion of playoffs from 12 to 14 teams. How about all that here moving forward? We know the NFL owners want more regular season games and maybe now adding a neutral site game for every team in the National Football League. Um, you know, but how doable is this? I mean, do you think the players would be open to the idea? Obviously, they want something for it, but how doable do you think this is? No, they're not. They're not open to the idea. If recent memory is any any guy, Eric Winston, the um, uh, I think he's the head of the NFLPA for the players, the president. Uh, I'm not sure of his title, but former player, uh, spokesperson for the players, and in, in terms of these NFLPA issues, he's been on record for a couple of years now saying that this doesn't make any sense, and I think a lot of people agree. And if Goodell and NFL are serious about reducing head injuries, the solution isn't to add another football game. And you can say, well, we're just replacing one with the other. Uh, we know, everyone knows, that the only people playing in week four are guys working for that 52-53 man roster spot. And, um, look, I understand the, the logistics of it and the economics of it. The, the owners want to make more money. That's been clear from, from the start. 
but the the consequences that you're going to have guys getting injured more often, not only head injuries but ACL injuries and and, and the like. So. Yeah, I know that we're headed down this road, but the players, I don't think, are going to be happy about it no matter how much you compensate them. Well, and, and one thing I want to follow up there with, you, Ryan, is this. Aren't they concerned about quality of play here? I mean, listen, they're forcing this Thursday night game. And overall, I know we've had some have been quite good games, entertaining games. Overall, it's not been a good product, right? Mm. And NFL players don't like it. They don't like coming back short work week, you know, you know, home team at clearly advantage as compared to the road team. But they don't like playing a game that quickly and that kind of a turnaround. I get the NFL owners want more and more revenue streams. I understand that. But you also got to be concerned about the quality of the game because you want to consistently be churning out those younger fans and making sure that they're lifelong NFL fans. They're not turned off by the game at a young age. And that's basically what Mark Cuban said a few years ago. And I think his point is that the NFL doesn't care. They're short-sighted in this. The owners in particular are short-sighted in that they want to make their money now and then they'll deal with with anything that changes down the road, I mean, this is such a cash cow that I, I imagine most owners can't envision a situation where no one, people are going to quit watching football. But you're exactly right, and um, the players have made that known for quite some time. Um, I think you could say it's fallen on deaf ears. We had the conversation in 2011 was the last CBA where they were really pushing that 18-game schedule, and it went away for about two and a half years, and now it's slowly creeped back into the conversation now that the new CBA is coming up. And I feel like it, it's, a, it's a runaway train. I don't know how... They're going to keep the 17-game schedule from happening. Uh, just based on history of how much power Roger Goodell kept, how much the owners made out over the players in the 2011 CBA, and it's, it's unfair in terms of billionaires trying to battle with guys who make millions and then sometimes less than that. But, that, but that's the situation, and I feel like that's what the players are going to have to deal with, whether they like it or not. And clearly, I think you're right, Moose, they don't like it. And, and Ryan, I'm trying to remember now, is this one of the things that – at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, the NFL can just do it without the players signing off on it. That I'm not sure about, uh, you know, because it's a it's a uh, collectively collectively bargain. So I'm not sure how that fits in that. There are some things, right, that they eventually the league can just say we're doing it, deal with it. That the, the interesting thing for me, Andrew, is that that didn't happen in 20, 2011. Right, that got pretty contentious, and they did not push that through. I can't imagine that would have been the the one thing they held back on. But that that's a good point. Something that. Uh, Clearly worth knowing, especially if you're if you're the player association. Well, let me ask you this: Then are, are we still? Are there still people talking about that, which came up? I don't know, weeks or months ago, about like having almost rolling um, buys for players, where guys have to be inactive for a certain number of games. Is that part of this conversation still too? Uh, I think they're working through all that. I'm just laughing because the, the logistics and the hoops they have to jump through to make all this work, when no one except for 33 right, people. Right, it's crazy. It's nuts, and. I think the the fans in general don't want it, but again, you, you, it's an audience of 31. If you, there's no Packers owner, 31 plus Roger Goodell who has to do the bidding. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, I suspect it'll get crazier before it, it starts making more sense, if ever, if it ever makes any sense. We're talking to Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports NFL analyst reporter. One thing that I do love now, Ryan, which is I think is great for the league, is the fact that you're getting trades happening in the league, um, and. You know, for a long time, it was a case of nobody makes trades in the National Football League. I mean, the NFL trade deadline would come and go, and it'd be basically like, you know, it'd be a ghost town. There'd be no movement. Uh, And now, all of a sudden, it's picked up steam here. Uh, You know, it's picked up steam in the offseason. You know, you got a couple big trades this week as Peters goes from Los Angeles to the Baltimore Ravens. Then the Rams make the big move and get Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do think that's a good thing. I'm not telling you that everything that goes along with those trades is good. And Ramsey with the back injury and forces way out. 
outside of Jacksonville. <laughs> but I do think the fi- idea of trades happening between teams in the NFL, I do think that's a good thing for the league. I'm with you 100%. I absolutely love it. Um, it sort of started with the Marcus Peters trade a few days ago. I love that move for the Ravens. That defense is not what it has been. In fact, that team goes through Lamar Jackson, the offense, which is sort of a weird thing to say about the Ravens. Here's my question about the Rams. I understand what they're doing, but is Jalen Ramsey worth two first-round picks more than what Marcus Peters is bringing you on a play-by-play basis? Marcus Peters is actually having a pretty good year this year. He had an interception um, against the 49ers, a, a good play last Sunday. I know it can be a headache, but you just talked about the, the mysterious back injuries that only plague Jalen Ramsey on Mondays and Tuesdays the last few weeks. <laughs> so it's not like he's a model citizen. That said, is Jalen Ramsey one of the best cornerbacks in the league? Absolutely. Does he deserve a new contract? Without doubt. But I don't know if it's worth two first-rounders. The Rams, when this is all said and done, will not have had a first-rounder between 2017 and 2021. Now, it has worked for them, but the last going back to last January, this has not been a good football team. So I understand what they're doing. I don't know if it's magically going to fix everything, even if Ramsey is worth the contract. I don't know if he's necessarily worth those draft picks. And what about that contract? Do you, do you think they know what it'll take to get done, or are they really kind of starting from scratch on an extension talk with him? Well, I think you go to the top of the, the, the page as the, the highest-paid cornerback, and then you go slightly above that. I think Xavier Howard's currently the highest-paid cornerback, and, and that's the starting point. There's no way, sort of like the Zeke Elliott conversation, there's no way Jalen Ramsey's going to sell for being number two. And the other issue, which Deion Sanders made, and, and um, I give him credit for this, is that Jalen Ramsey's not going to love paying taxes in California when there's no state, uh, state sales tax or there's no tax in, in Florida. So that's something else he may want to consider into his, his contract and that the Rams may have to deal with as well. But, again, he's a fantastic player. But I do want to see how he impacts that defense because the simple solution is just don't throw to him. I mean, they, have, they had four cornerbacks after trading Marcus Peters and after putting the key to leap on the IR and after, before the trade. Two of those cornerbacks hadn't played a snap this season. So it's not like they magically picked their secondary by trading for one player. You know, Ryan, uh, how about from a Jaguar perspective? They get rid of the headache, uh, you know, from, you know, now obviously it's difficult to, to replace a, a talent of Jalen Ramsey, but what about from a Jags perspective? Uh, did you like what they did here? Yeah, no, I think they made out. It, it was clear that Ramsey and, and the ownership didn't get along with coaches, uh, Tom Coughlin, everyone up to – I don't think this is all Ram, Ramsey's fault, by the way. I just think the the two sides – weren't meant to be together. So, uh, you know, they're going their separate ways. I think that for the Jaguars, they get the two first-round picks, another fourth-round pick out of it. That's a fantastic haul. I mean, think about this. Uh, a month ago, a month and a half ago, the Steelers gave up a first-rounder for Minka Fitzpatrick, who was a top-five-level defensive back. Uh, and people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. The Jaguars doubled down, uh, doubled down on that in terms of their draft haul. So um, I-, I love it. I think you can find a cornerback that clearly isn't as good as Jalen Ramsey, but a very good cornerback in the draft or free agency. And you can go from there. I don't think they're doing anything this year, but I was never on the Jaguars bandwagon heading into 2019. What about the rest of that division? Is it, is it just Houston and Indianapolis, and who do you like the most in the South right now, Ryan? Well, Andrew, the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans is Ryan Tanhill, so I'm going to go ahead and mark them <laughs> off the list. Yeah. <laughs> and the backup is now Marcus Mariota, which is a sad state of affairs for him. So, yeah, here's the great thing about the Texans. And the whole conversation since this summer has been, can they protect Deshaun Watson? He was sacked 62 times last year. Last two games, he has not been sacked. That has never happened in his career in the NFL. 
Uh, the Colts are banged up defensively, but they had a week off. Huge win over Kansas City two weeks ago. So, right, these are the two teams. I love Jacoby Brissett. He has never been the issue. Um, Chris Ballard, the GM, was never worried about that after Andrew Luck retired, so I think that's a huge gift for them. But, right, it's down to those two teams, I feel like, myself. You know, Ryan, I- I'm-, I'm curious with Mariota and with Jameis Winston. Um, you, know, the- you mentioned in terms of the Titans turning the page on Marcus and giving the starting job to Tannehill, and Mariota was not good. It was awful last week in Denver. Winston is back to his turnover machine ways, even with Arians as the head coach down there in Tampa Bay. You know, do you think, you know, obviously Tennessee's going to go in another direction. Um, You know, what about Tampa Bay down there? You know, do you look at those two quarterbacks as having a hard time, you know, kind of recalibrating themselves as starters in the NFL? I think it's it's over for both. Look, if, if Bruce Arians cannot fix you, there is no fixing you. You are destined to the life of a backup quarterback at some point. And the thing, someone made this point, this is a good point. Uh, Jameis and Marcus were both drafted in 2015. It is atypical for a quarterback uh, of Jameis's interception prowess to continue to be on the field four or five years into his career because those guys typically get benched. So it's weird to see him, <laughs> a guy in his uh, fifth year, throwing five interceptions in the middle of the season because he should have been benched a long time ago and they just didn't have the the backups around him to do that. And I think, look, Bruce Harris can tell he wants about how Jameis is this guy and it's going to work out. It's not going to work out. They're drafting a quarterback and they're going to find one in free agency. I feel like more than Jameis, Marcus Mariota has never looked this bad. So is he injured? And that was one of the things that plagued him early in his career. Is something else going on? Because it seems like either he has no confidence, he's injured, or some combination of both. Um, will they continue to play in the NFL? Of course. Uh, Ryan, Like I said, Ryan Tannehill is still in the NFL, and he's a starting quarterback now. But the, <laughs> I don't think there's a situation where they get right and then suddenly become um, NFL starting. I will say this, though, and someone made this point the other day. I would actually trade. I was asked this question. I would actually trade Marcus Mariota for Jared Goff to see Marcus Mariota play with Sean McVay. I think that may work. But typically speaking, uh, I think those guys are destined to be backups. Can you see the Panthers? Well, I guess can you see somebody wanting to trade for Cam Newton? Yeah, so he has to be healthy. I think if Cam Newton's 100% healthy, and we don't know when that's going to be, I think you start him over Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen's been fantastic, of course. But um, there's a shoulder issue with Cam. There's a foot issue with Cam. He can't be out there limping around, you know, short hopping passes. He has to be 100% healthy, and who knows when that's going to be. And, if look, if they love Kyle Allen, yeah, absolutely trade Cam Newton. But I, I would be hesitant to do that if I were the Panthers. You know, Ryan, I want to ask you about the Chiefs here. Well, you know, I wasn't the only one, but I was on their train. You know, this is going to be the year for Andy Reid, redemption tour after the tough loss last year in the championship game. I'm really concerned about that Kansas City team. Uh, you know, put the injuries aside. Well, the injuries have played a role. They're, you know, getting beat at the offensive line. Spagnola's defense not exactly been better, you know, as compared to where they were a year ago. Uh, they can't run the football. Um, I'm a little concerned about where this chief team is. They haven't played. They haven't played really good football for quite some time here. No, and we're not even talking about the no-look passes anymore. We're talking about, okay, Patrick Mahomes is hobbled in the backfield. He's not moving like he usually does. That's affecting everything else. Eric Fisher, the left tackle, is out. Chris Jones, defensive end, is out. Frank Clark hasn't worked out in terms of being a pass rusher. Sammy Watkins had a huge week one and then disappeared because of injury. So, I mean, you're exactly right. It is piled up on them. They've lost two in a row, both at home to the Colts and to the Texans. And they should have lost to the Lions. And they should have lost to the Lions, absolutely. So, I mean, you know who loves this? The Patriots. They're just sitting there licking their chops, whipping up on the AFC East, um, and the rest in the AFC are sort of duking it out. I don't know how you fix it quickly because everyone has to get healthy, and if Patrick Mahomes isn't healthy, that's a non-starter. So I don't know what 
voodoo Andy Reid's going to have to do, but he needs to start doing it. Final one for you. How much pressure right now is on Garrett down there in Dallas? Loses the three straight. I mean, you want to talk? I mean, Jerry Jones saying Garrett's not the only issue. No, they've got other issues, and I get they were missing their two tackles. You cannot go on the road after losing two straight. I know Darnold back at quarterback and give you that kind of performance at MetLife Stadium in front of basically about 40,000 Cowboy fans. I mean, every time when Elliott went into the touchdown in the fourth quarter, I mean, that place rocked like it was AT&T Stadium. How, what about Garrett and now losers of 3-0 or 3-0 in a row after that 3-0 start? Yeah, it doesn't get any easier either because they play the Eagles and they have a week off. Look, if they get smoked by the Eagles, that week off is going to be a long week for Jason Garrett. Then they come back and play again at MetLife Stadium to face the Giants. So, look, if they go 0-2 in these next two games, it is going to be extremely difficult for Jerry, uh, Garrett to keep his job. I know Jerry Jones has said he's not going anywhere and all that, but we know that Jerry Jones also loves really shiny objects. Uh, but there's nothing to worry about because uh, Michael Irvin has, has a great suggestion. He says, listen, just sign Antonio Brown. It'll fix everything. <laughs> I would actually love to see them sign Antonio Brown for that reason. Uh, you, think he, you think he's got any shot at getting back in the league this year? Moose, owners and coaches are so short-sighted when it comes to fixing things with fantastic talents, no matter how all the off-field stuff works out. Now, I don't imagine he's coming back to the Patriots because it sounds like Bob Kraft said absolutely not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to bring him back given how – depleted their wide receiver core is. But, uh, no, I would not be surprised if he comes back. Ryan Wilson, uh, CBS Sports NFL analyst, reporter, does a fantastic job. Hey, Ryan, we appreciate the time this morning, as always. Great job. Thank you, guys. You got Thank- it. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.